We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Notre Dame fans, welcome back to another edition of the Irish Breakdown Podcast. It is Thursday, Vince. It's also March 17th, Vince, which means it's St. Patrick's Day, which for a guy that's like Italian and Puerto Rican and a couple other things uh, may not mean a whole lot to you, baby. But for us Irish people, this is kind of a big uh, I'm day. Irish too. Uh, I'm Irish too. Uh, you know, that's I'm that's a one of your 50%. Yeah. Okay. I'm a month. Okay, you got I'm that Irish in there. Too. Yeah, uh, and but of course we're all Notre Dame fans, so St. Patrick's Day is going to be a fun day. Tons. I mean, this is a super active Notre Dame St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Obviously, Notre Dame doesn't win their basketball game last night until after midnight, so it's on St. Patrick's Day. Right. Notre Dame opened spring practice today. The pots of gold went out today. Tons going on, and we're going to talk about all of the football-related things. I'm not going to talk about the basketball game. I'm sorry. Uh, I, yeah, we're, you we're, don't want to hear what I have to say. We're, about we're football. It's a fun game. And it was, right. it was great. And it was now right. it's time to talk about football. Yeah. All right. So we're going to start with spring practice. And then uh, Vince and I are going to talk about spring practice. And then I'm going to bring Ryan Roberts on. And we are going to talk about just the pots of gold. Uh, Notre Dame has offered a ton of 2024 kids today as part of the pot of gold search. We saw this a year ago. Uh, there's more to come. They're going to be offering kids. It's like, it's like waves. They're doing it like in waves. Interesting. It's going to be close to 100 kids that are going to get stuff from Notre Dame today. And uh, very strategic and we're going to talk about what it means and and how it impacts recruiting and it was it was super impactful last year i remember we talked about it last year vince we did like a whole show on it just like a show on that and if you look at a lot of the guys i mean dante moore that was when dante moore got his offer was on the pot of gold day on saint patrick's day you know a year later now look where they are keon keely was tweeting about when he got his pot of gold last year and how fired up he was and you know, it's just it was it's a it's a really cool deal, and and it's it's I love what Notre Dame's doing with it. So we'll talk about that as well. And then, of course, at the end, we'll have our Q and A. So uh, it's a new format. If you all have questions you want us to ask during this portion of the show, super chat it right, and then we'll bring it up during this part of the show. But after that, it's just look, just throw your questions in now for things you want us to discuss during the Q and A portion. Right. And we will we will get to it. So absolutely, uh, definitely throw that. And we've got some Gideon Rosa's already got one in about Samuel and Pemba. So fire away with those. And and we'll you know kind of our first portion goes about an hour. 
and then we jump into the Q&A. So, Vince, let's talk practice. There was a, you know, look, at, there's not a ton that we're going to be able to share. Uh, we're not going to be able to say, hey, look, um, well, we saw all these things. There was like no yeah. team, no one-on-ones. We saw a stretch right. and we saw the first five periods, which was a lot of individual stuff. So and we saw a lot different. of teaching, Vince. It was different. Nec- yeah. Right, right. So yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. But so I just want to make people know, like, there's only so much we're going to be able to give you today. We're not going to tell you, hey, look, Notre Dame is going to win a national championship based on what we saw today, right? And, and I mean, that's just not the reality of it. But we'll share right. with you kind of what we saw you know, uh, I was able to get some video of the practice that, that that we had that I could look at. So I'll be able to talk about offensive line play, talk about some of the things I noticed from the videos that the guys did that, that we did. We did a – man, the the offensive line video was so good, I just made the whole practice highlights offensive line. <laughs> stuff. I mean, I was just so fired up. And I turned the volume up so you could hear Coach Eastan teaching. Oh, yeah. Uh, which was great. Uh, so Chris did a great job getting that video. So we'll talk about that today as well. So – We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Uh, But Vince, you know, I just want to kind of kick things off because the first thing you told me was like it was a way different structure for practice. Yes, way different structure. And that was – so normally, I mean, for the last 10 years, for the last decade or or more, it's been – the first period is on air, and it's the offensive, you know, units. They go down the field, and they they throw the ball, and they go down until they get a touchdown, yeah, and then call the second it team, team takeoff. Right. right, and then yeah. the second team goes, and then the third team goes. And it gives the people that are watching us, media, an opportunity to see who's running with the first team, who's running with the second team, et cetera, et cetera. Now that's Which always get funny because that. then they'd get to team and like four of the dudes are different and yeah, you know yeah. but you know at least there's something to report on. You it know? gave us something. It gave us a, a nugget, if you will. But right. they, they they got done stretching today and they went in straight into individual stuff. I was like, oh, and I already had my notes like ready to go. I was like, I'm gonna write it all down. Didn't even matter. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And so they went straight to individuals and and the individual stuff that they were doing. They were doing a lot of circuit stuff. Um, which I thought was interesting. And there's only so much that you can do, obviously. Mm-hmm. There's no pads. No, you know, no, right. All they had were helmets on, so that's important to understand. I want to make sure everybody gets that. Because it's the first day. They're not going to have pads on for a yeah. few days. 
Um, and so they did circuits. They did, you know, uh, ball security circuits. They did ball destruction circuits defensively. Um, you know, you know what it reminded me of, Vince, from from watching the practice. It was a lot like the changes that Mike Elko brought when he first came over. If you right. remember, Mike Elko put a high premium on if you want to force turnovers, you got to practice forcing turnovers, and it's not just by picking a pass off a team. You've got to practice stripping the ball. There was a drill that they did with the D line where the D line would pass rush, stop like a ball was thrown behind him. They'd have to redirect and chase and strip the ball downfield. Right, right, like, right, right. I mean, just not a lot of stuff we saw in the past. Right? Not I mean, at it all. Was, it was, you know, we saw everybody just going through strip drills, offensive players working on protecting the football. I, that was to me a, a, a great way to start. Like to me, the team takeoff is fine. I never liked it, I never got it. I just was always like, look, we, you know, we're going out on air. We're not going full speed. Let's just go to Indy and get some work in. You know, that was always kind of my stance when I was a coach. We do that team takeoff stuff. But it was good to see that they kind of nixed that for now right, and just went right. right to work. You know, because again, it's a tone setting period. That well, first that, okay. a tone setting period, Vince. And team takeoff. All, defensively, they would go full speed. If remember under Clark Lee, they would do the drops and they would sprint. You had know, to get up line. They would go full speed. But offensively, it's kind of like. Eh, we're going tempo, but you know, guys are catching the ball and stopping. You know, it's just it's like it's antithetical to what you actually want to be on offense. Right. I never liked it, so I I love that they just went right to work. Hey, let's go get better right now. Team takeoff to me doesn't get you better; it gets you into some kind of rhythm. I guess I don't know if it's like well, something you just. I did it because the coach I worked for did it. Who did it because the coach right. you worked for did it? Exactly. You know? And I, I will say that the the interesting part for me is that. This is the first practice, right? This is the this is really the first practice of the Marcus Freeman era. Okay, I mean, you, we can talk about bowl prep and everything, but he was just tending the store at that point, in my opinion, for lack of a better analogy. I mean, there was coaches on the staff that weren't going to be here. Exactly, we knew and there, there was coaches that there were spots where they didn't have a coach. Right. Yes. You know? Absolutely. So, so yes, it's his team. It's it's yes. he was and he made this. Hey, look, we're going to send the veterans out the right way. That's their, that was their focus. Now the focus, as you, to your point, Vince, is this is now this is now the team. And and what great. you do first in the first practice, what you do first is what you are putting an emphasis on. Like that right. to me, that sets the tone for what you want to be as a team. And yeah. I I did that with my baseball kids at the high school level. Like, hey, right. we're gonna learn how to play catch the correct way. Right. You know what I mean? This is how you dress at practice. And I, I realize that's more elementary, but the point is. You start with what you emphasize. Right. And that, it was very clear to me what the emphasis is for Marcus Freeman. It's getting in and out of drills. It's ball security. It's ball It's just ball destruction. It's all of these different things. And I will also say, and I told you this on the phone, Brian, and I'm sure we're going to get into it a little bit more, one of the absolute best parts of practice for me was that one of the drills that the wide receivers were doing was how to get off press coverage. Didn't you say it was like all, like the one of the first drills they did? Yes. And when, once and they, they were separated. working on advanced techniques and yes. things like that, it was really nice. And Chancey Stuckey was – I know I'm jumping all over the place here, and I apologize, but I was trying to keep an eye on the new coaches and what well, they sounded let's just, like. Let's okay. just dive into that, Vince. I mean, because okay. I, I see you chomping at the bit. So first of all, the first <laughs> – the first thing about receiver, uh, the receiver practice that I think is important was Joe Wilkins Jr. has been cleared to practice. Yeah, that's huge. That surprised me. I didn't huge. I did not expect to see him. I out thought there. he would be running around, but he got hurt in October. 
Yeah. So the fact that he's been fully cleared and what Coach Freeman said he's full go, that is huge for the receiver depth chart. They now have a veteran that's got some leadership. I mean, Brayden Lindsay's a veteran, but Brayden's got to worry about Brayden. You know, Joe's, Joe's got natural leadership ability. And my concern was with Joe is, is he going to fall behind sort of the younger, more talented players? He's going to sure. miss much because Joe wasn't – Joe needed to be taught the, the the advanced, you know, route running level, you know, master's level classes as well. And he wasn't getting that at Notre Dame. So I didn't want him to miss on that. So he's now going to be part of that. Plus, now you've got six scholarship receivers, which may not seem like a lot, but when and you're not really scouting, that's huge. <laughs> it's I mean, you now five. have, you know, including Matt Salerno, who who is, you know, Matt Salerno is a quality football player for what you need to get out of him in the spring. You now have a full two deep in, in 11 exactly. personnel. And that's important. And that's because, because look, it, it, when you're talking about the depth chart and you're talking about, okay, well, there's two guys at quarterback that are competing, right? That's a one and a two. Then there's a big drop-off to three and four. So mm-hmm. whoever's running with the third team is going to be running either with a true freshman who's supposed right. to be going to prom next week or next month, or you're running with a guy who has had zero collegiate snaps even at practice, right. Ron Paulus. So you kind of want that those six scholarship guys because they're working with the mm-hmm. two quarterbacks that are competing. And, that, and I think that that's important. And I realize it's only one guy different. I, I get that. But you can move guys from first to second, second to first. You can kind of rotate those six so that they're both working with the different quarterbacks, et cetera, et cetera. And you could say that across the board. But I think that that's really important for this wide receiving core because you're not going to have that one walk-on or that one right. young guy who just, frankly, doesn't fit in with those right. other guys. I, I'm not saying that to be disparaging. I'm right. sure that those guys are all wonderful humans. But so- it makes it yeah, easier. It, it does. The, here's something else I noticed that I liked in the first drill. So obviously going through individual, I didn't get to see if they were working on top ends and all that, but here's something I noticed when they were doing ball drills. So there's always drills where the coach, you run at the coach and he throws the ball at you. Right. Right. Uh, when, when Notre Dame did that in the past, they would try to throw it right at him or throw it high. And I was like, okay, that, that's fine. Like <laughs> no, day one yeah. maybe, but like what I saw <laughs> today was none of the balls were hitting him in the chest. They were on all purpose, low. By the way. They, yes, they were all low. They were all outside. I thought that was great because, like that, if a receiver can't run straight at a coach and a ball hit him in the chest and catch it, then he shouldn't be on scholarship at Notre Dame. Right? right? Like if he can't do that, that like, that's not making you better. Right? That's right. just doing a drill to do a drill. There was purpose behind Coach Stuckey's drills. Every that's single thing he did and, and he, said, yes, had purpose. Yes, and it was like so. Again, that drill, you know, just here, that's just doing a drill to get warmed up. These weren't drills to get warmed up. These were drills to build on a technique, and that was something I love. So, like, I mean, we're seeing balls low. We're seeing the balls hit him in the gut. We're seeing ball, and there was some drops because you yes, there tell were. They were just kind of thinking it was just going to be right here. Like they were like, oh shoot, it's down here. Oh, it's down here. That's going to make you better. That's going to make you every time because what you're trying to accomplish is obviously there's a technical aspect of, you know, the balls here. Like one thing is uh, that, that I think Notre Dame's players have struggled with is like on balls that are out away, they have a tendency to go like this when the ball's above their chest. And what I've always did with my Man. receivers, because uh, for whatever reason, that's a natural thing is I always say you flip your hips. And then when it gets below your, your chest, then you flip your hips because what I say is do this. You know, I tell everybody do this, you know, with your front farm and your back. And you're going to feel tension here and here. You're going to feel a, a, a tension. That's not good. But if you go here, you don't feel that tension. It's a more natural way to grab the football. You have to work on those things, right? Absolutely. And, and so, but you can't. He know was where coaching the ball that specific. Be. 
He was coaching right. the hands and how they're right. supposed to be placed. He was right. coaching that up specifically. But if they know where the ball's going to go, then you're going to be prepared to do it. The fact that he was yeah. throwing it all over, you didn't know if it was going to be high, outside, low. That that was intentional. You want to put them immediately in a situation where this isn't comfortable. And, and the thing that, that I think great pass catching teachers focus on, and this is something that I learned, honestly, from Urban Meyer watching him at Bowling Green. This is something I learned from him and Billy Gonzalez and Dan Mullen when they were there was you want foot, you want your pass catchers always when the ball's in the air, there's like a, a just a laser focus, meaning there's no period where you're just, hey, you're playing catch and you're just lack. No, when you're playing catch, you are attack, tuck, attack, tuck. There is never a just lackadaisical period when you're catching right. the football. Right, absolutely. And we saw that today from Coach Stuckey where it was like, hey, you've got to be locked in. Even though this is a warm-up drill, you got to be locked in. Man, I, I Vince, i got to tell you, I was – because, like, we we would say we'd see the same drills at receiver every single time. And they just were, like, stuff that you would be teaching your 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 varsity team, your JV team in high school day yes. one. I mean, that's Absolutely. the stuff they were doing. Yes. And today we that's saw okay. them – I'm okay. Right. It's – so, so to to kind of build on the Chancey Stuckey coaching and all of that, like he was, you can tell he's a former receiver, number one, because he was literally showing them how to get off the line in some of those drills. Like he would demonstrate for them what he wanted to see. And when you're, and if you haven't seen NFL, Chancey Stuckey, Chancey looks like he can still play a little bit. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and like, if I'm starting a seven on seven team of adults in South Bend, that's my number one draft pick at receiver. <laughs> right. <laughs> Chancey like can he, still run, move. And, he, and he's, yeah. and he's got some, he's got some, you know, some yeah. get off. And, and so, and as he was demonstrating, I don't know if I got this on video or not, but as he was demonstrating the get off in front of, they had a dummy standing right in front of the guys and they were working on not the hands, but, but their footwork on getting around mm-hmm. that press coverage. And as he was demonstrating, three guys back was uh, was uh, was Lindsay, and he was just trying to mirror. And he's just mm-hmm. doing his own thing. He was trying to mirror what Chancey Stuckey was showing them, and he would kind of do it behind him. And he was mm-hmm. kind of doing the footwork behind him, and you could tell he had never been taught this right. particular move ever. Right. And he's a fifth year senior at the University of Notre right. Dame. Okay. And he's been in. He's been in two right. playoff games. Yes. He's been. <laughs> Like, you know that, that that was like like mind blowing that he had to like okay I need to do this to get off okay and he's like right. he's, he's mimicking and mirroring what Stucky's doing right. I'm like oh my god he's never seen this before like right. it was just it it just reinforces what we've been telling people all along right, right. and I love and again to my point that what you do early is is who you are and who right. you want to be Chancey right. Stucky sees what these guys aren't good at and what he wants to right. emphasize. And that's what they were doing on day one. And we were only there for, what, 20, 25 minutes, right? right? And that's what they were doing. And that just speaks volumes to me. Yeah. And just like we saw a lot of that at different position groups. You know, we saw the D-line working a ton on hand placement. As I mean, they were working stunts on practice stunts. one. Yes. Uh, and, and different types of stunts. And, and just they were putting him in a lot of uncomfortable situations, which is kind of where you want to be. And, and so when you look at receiver, I mean, there's not a whole lot to gather from how they looked. Right. Because, again, they're all scholarship receivers at Notre Dame. 
Right. And there was a couple drills they did that I don't think we should necessarily specifically talk about because it's kind of like schematic stuff. Yeah, I know. But it was nice to see like, okay, because again, it was like one of the first drills they did. And you're like, okay, like you said, what you do in practice one is something that's going to be like, hey, look, we're doing this in practice one for a reason, guys. You know, and that is something you definitely want to see. And so I was just like, you know, a lot of things were like, okay, is the offense going to continue kind of what we saw late last year? That's, you know, that's something different. we don't know, I, right? Based these, on the drill you're kinda, referring yeah. to, I right. loved it. Right. I loved right. it. because they And they divided up the receivers. Not every receiver right. was in that drill. Right. And so, again, to the, the point of – guys, the faster guys were, were doing that. To, way, yeah. to the point of they're not just doing drills to do drills, right? right? That – that particular drill that they were doing that that that's not for Deion Colsey, for example, because right. he's not going to do that. Right? right. So he was off with, I think a GA doing some other stuff, mm-hmm. or maybe they were off with Chancey Stuckey. And then Tommy Reese, who was with the quarterbacks and with some of those shifty guys doing this other drill. Mm-hmm. It was like, guys, why have they not been doing this before? Like it makes so much right. sense, but it was so beautiful because they were right. getting these guys the ball and they right. were, and it, it, to me, it was getting them the ball in creative ways. So, yeah. So receiver wise, Vince, um, again, just not a lot we're gonna be able to see. Not a lot we're gonna be able to see from a lot of the position groups, but uh, you know, well, one we you saw no one on one, we saw no right. there's like, no team, there's no half lines, it was wide all individual. Right. So I want to make sure some things that, that kind of stand out from you. You know, obviously you had a chance to watch you you told me you watched a lot of the quarterbacks. Uh I did. Yeah. You know, I did I, it. I didn't get to see much. What 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 just some impressions you had of, of watching sure. the guys, you know, how they looked, you know, filling out, Absolutely. maybe you know how anybody anybody doing anything different, you know, that kind of, oh another thing that I forgot to talk about is too, they were working on um in the receiver drills too. I I I saw working on actually another an, another group had a video out. They were working on over the shoulder stuff, properly catching the ball over the shoulder. Again, just a a, a it, it was just nice to see that kind of stuff. <laughs> but anyway, thing. back to the, back yeah. to the quarterbacks. I want to kind of what you saw from the quarterbacks. Yeah, so there was four quarterbacks that were dressed. Right, it was um, it was uh, Tyler Buckner, it was Drew Pine, it was Ron Paulus, and it was Steve Angeli. So those were the four guys that were dressed and in red jerseys. So those were the guys that were going through the uh, the various drill work. And to say that there were two in one category and two in another category would be an understatement. Um, yeah, but there, there's a noticeable gap. But I'll say this: the one thing I noticed is all four of the guys in the drills that you sent me. Yeah, the 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 the, the, the footwork was real efficient. All four yes. of them, really Absolutely. clean, crisp. Going through the bag drills, really clean, crisp. And and like Reese was coaching up all four yeah. of them. Like, yeah. and he would stop he the drill. Right. Yeah, absolutely, but he would yeah. stop the drill and he would go over things with Ronnie Paulus, and he was doing some different things. And he was, they were really focusing on the basics. Okay, uh, as far as the quarterback room is concerned, from a big picture standpoint, it's what we've been telling you guys from the beginning, right? Drew Pine is that outgoing leader. Uh, after they got done with the stretch lines, he was the first one to the huddle with uh, with Coach Freeman, dapping everybody up, you know, getting everybody excited. And 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 Buckner was there as well, but he was just there. Like he, that's just right. not who. That's not his personality. That's not, not who yet. He is. Now I, yeah. I have been told he's been showing a lot more of that in winter workouts, but that's going to take time once you get into practice setting to, to really evolve. Yeah. And I'm going to say something else. Yeah. If Drew Pine somehow got beat out by Steve Angeli and was the number three quarterback, he'd be doing the exact same thing. Absolutely that's correct. Just, that's what I love about that kid. That's just who yes. he is. I mean, it's just yes. it's not fake. It's not like I got to show leadership to win the job. That's just who Drew is. I mean, that's just 
that's just who he is. I mean, yeah. Um, and it's why his teammates love him. You know, Absolutely. again, it's not to say that they don't love Tyler Buckner. It's just, you know, sometimes we should be able to just praise a guy and it's not that the other guy doesn't have it. It's just that that's what's something that people love about this kid. Absolutely. And, and that's um, what you see from yeah. I've noticed one thing I noticed in drills two vents, he's doing, he's, he has seemed to work on, and we saw him kind of putting something out, but he is definitely working on speeding up his release and throwing off platform more. I definitely noticed that, which here's what that tells me, Vince. We know Buckner can already do that. He did it in high school. He did it last year. And he was doing it today. Right. If Drew Pine's working on that, it says a lot about the kind of offense that they're going to run in Notre Dame. Mm -hmm. That it's going to look a lot. I mean, it's going to, a lot of stuff that we were excited about late last year was not stuff they were doing just because they had to, because they couldn't run. It's what they're going to do. Right. And that is something, that is something that I definitely noticed today that I was like, hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting deal, right? Because we've seen Drew work on that stuff in the past on his own with quarterback coaches, but we didn't really see him do it a ton in practices. It was more structured and all that kind of stuff. That was a that was encouraging to see. As Absolutely. Well. And, I, and I will say the, the accuracy was great for the first two guys. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought the ball was coming out of Tyler's hands. Very, I mean, it was a tight spiral. It was on target. I mean, it was effortless. Um, mm-hmm. It was really for both guys. I mean, I, both the top two guys, there was a big difference in an accuracy standpoint, from a velocity standpoint, from the other two guys. It just, mm-hmm. just was. Um, I, I was the little bit that we got to see. I liked what I saw from the top two guys. Yeah, I, I liked. I like. You know, I I saw Steve Angeli make some throws uh, during just the warmups, and I thought he looked comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought he looked. He didn't look. Um, a lot of freshmen get out there and they just look nervous. He didn't look nervous. No, no, he didn't. But what we saw in high school was his ball placement's not good. And and right. that's kind of what was there. So he's a work in progress. But I will say, I thought his footwork, I thought he was clean. He looked in really good shape. Like he was thin and, you know, looked in really good shape. His footwork was was good. I thought he looked comfortable going through. Because that's where you really see a young guy, like, just look terrible. He's going through bag drills right. and stuff like that. So he looked really comfortable doing that. You know, Tommy Reese was constantly focusing with him on on your footwork, your footwork, yes. your steps, your stance. And I thought that That's was what good. you do. He, he did not, not look like run. his head was swimming at all during the individual right. periods. Now, again, Agreed. it may, you know, we don't know what happened when they got the team and stuff. But True. You know, so I, I like that, you know, real quick, compact releases. Just his ball placement is just not great. And that's something he's going to continue to work on. Yeah. It was left high and high. off, yeah. high and off. And that's not where you want to be because high and off gets tipped and picked a lot so um yeah so we we yeah, shall yeah. the other two guys all out quick i mean they, i i was mm-hmm. impressed with theirs and again there wasn't they were just throwing to managers who weren't really moving you know it was just uh get the ball out quick more than anything else but i agree with you the drills that they were running were very much hey quick get the ball out get the ball out you know kind of stuff which i really like didn't see them throw the ball long didn't even really show them throw the ball intermediate. I mean, there were right. some longer throws, but it was from like hash to the sideline type throws, right. not anything, you know, 10 or right. more yards down the field. So right. that still remains to be seen. But what I saw today was was really good. Right. And I, I, I will say Angeli looked a little small, but that's not surprising because he's a senior. And he's also right. standing next to Ronnie Paulus. He's actually a really big kid. Good-sized kid, yeah. Right. So, I, mean, I, that, I thought Ron's footwork today was solid. 
I, I going through the bags, he looked like he's improved his 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 foot speed has improved a little bit, which is a huge need for him because he had very slow feet in high school. They they basically uh, had to start fresh with yeah Ron. I mean, it, they, yeah. It, he had to be he had to be built up from the ground up. He's got natural tools. Obviously, we know who his dad is, right? He's a big, strong, physical kid. He was throwing the ball better today than I saw him do in high school. I mean, he had a year off. He had a chance to, yeah. you know, get stronger and all that. But he looked he looked better today than I remember seeing him in high school. But right. he had to be – he's a project. He's a guy they had yeah. to start from the beginning with. So, yeah, I would say that. Let's talk – let's talk – we're going to do O-line last because that's <laughs> where I'm going to – We still running back. Let, let's talk a little uh, – did you see – I mean, with running backs, I, I, honestly, I, I, with – they all look was. healthy and athletic. And exactly. The one 100%. thing we will note at running back, uh, Sebo Flemister, Marcus Freeman announced at, that he is not on the roster, and that was not that status was not going to change. So Sebo's Notre Dame okay. career is he, over. He was, yeah, he was not out there. I did notice that. I mean, it was just, he was on the roster. It was weird because they put him on yeah. the roster, right? Yeah. But but then when they didn't have Jadarian Price's number on the roster, but as soon as Jadarian showed up in January, they signed him number twenty. It's a Sebo's number. So it's right. like, why and, put him on the roster if like Jadarian was out there in drills? Right. Jadarian was out there in drills, right. and I was like, that doesn't look like Sebo. No. So, no. <laughs> so yeah, Sebo got fast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, it's funny that they that he mentioned that after practice because I was like, that does not look like Sebo. Yeah. But um, I thought Audric Estimate is still ripped, but looked leaner. Mm-hmm. Vince, did you did you pick up on that from watching the drills? Like he's still huge, right? But like he just right. looked. I thought last year he looked a little too muscular, which isn't necessarily great for a running back. He's still ripped, but he just his upper body just looked a little bit, a little bit more like less like a bodybuilder and more like a big running back. Agreed. I thought Agreed. that was a that was. I a think good it, thing to see. it allowed his feet to be a little bit faster today. Not that they weren't before, but it was just. Yeah. It looked different than yeah. what he looked like at the end of last year. I'll just say that. Right. And I, I will also say that Chris Tyree looked thicker to me than mm-hmm. he had, than he did in the fall. Uh, so I, I was actually impressed by that. But he was obviously in the front of all the running back drills. So he's clearly the leader of that group. No, That was in the, the intel piece that we heard that we had uh, last week about the offense. That was the one thing that m- my sources were like, Chris, this is exactly – it was. Chris Tyree has been a monster this offseason. It was exact words. Like, I mean, it was, it was just, I mean, he attacked the weight room. He looks like a grown man. Yeah, he looks tell. like a grown man. I mean, I, and we didn't see him doing anything. He hasn't lost his quickness right. and burst. That's the thing that we so, saw. He hasn't lost his quickness and burst. And that is, you know, I, we saw him doing bag work. You know, they were, they were going around bags. His feet looked great. We didn't see anything. No, there was no straight line anything mm-hmm. for the running back. So, I'm going to assume that he kept his speed because, of course, right. I would assume that. But well, that's like, from what I've heard. That's that's not yeah. an issue, right? Yeah. So but he just looked, <laughs> yeah. just looked a little bit more grown manish um, right. to me in drills today. So that that's yeah. really my only takeaway from the running backs, to be honest with you, from what we were able to see. Right. Let's go defense. Okay. Um, what what did you see? Kind of just from just overall structure, kind of what you saw from a practice standpoint. Anything stand out to you in regards to hey? <laughs> Hey, these guys look good, or I saw this guy, or this is not not even like look good, but like more so like from a coaching standpoint, from a structure standpoint. Yeah, you know how so, active was Coach Golden during this period? I'm just kind of curious, just like how it how it all went down. So they they actually 
did the drill work a little bit differently than I've ever seen it before. During some of their circuit stuff, they were working with like one man sleds and they were working on some block destruction and some things like that. Like the linebackers were working with uh, the the running backs and Mm -hmm. they were all going through the same drill. It wasn't like one on ones or anything like that. They were all. So it was kind of like it was kind of like special teams where they all kind of mix in Mm -hmm. and they all kind of do the same drill, but they weren't necessarily just doing special team stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, It was like, hey, you guys are all football players. Let's Mm -hmm. do some football stuff. You know what I mean? I I hope that makes sense. And then Mm -hmm. they would rotate and it was like three groups and they, they would rotate between the three groups. So that's what they were doing first while the D linemen were off doing what you had mentioned before. And they Mm -hmm. were just working on stunts, which means they had a guy with a football on a stick and there was two guys with like the arm, the arm pads. And they were, uh, the guys were working on some, some twists and some stunts and some things like that. Some, okay, you, this guy goes first and then this guy holds him up and then he goes and so they, I mean, they were, they were getting into it, um, mm-hmm. which, which was a lot of fun to watch. Um, I'll tell you what, Tyson Ford does not look like a freshman. Uh, no. That I, that I will tell you. And he doesn't move like a, a guy that big either. Oh, holy he smoky. really well. That yeah, was, and, and I'll uh, tell you what, I, I, I would argue, Vince, that, that from what I saw in the drills I saw, the guy with the best first step on the D-line is Aiden Gobira. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. 91. That was what oh he, he, he is super skinny. Like you see him out there next to those other guys. Like you see him next to Riley Mills and you're like, that dude needs a sandwich. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like uh, take that kid to a buffet, but That's his great. first, he's super long and his first step is special. Like it's, we saw it in high school, but you want to see it when he's next to Foskey and sure. Lacey and cross and Mills. And it was just as special as it looked when he was going against high school dudes. His yeah. first step is nasty. It's quick. It's quick. And, and for a 265-pound kid, Tyson Ford looked – looked. Um, he's an athletic dude now. I mean, he's Not a an athletic dude. Yeah. I, I, it did yeah. – at uh, – like, there are high school coaches that would give an, an awful lot to have a kid like that on their team. Let's just put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, he looked like he belonged on day one at practice at Notre Dame. So mm-hmm. he definitely yeah. stood out to me from, from a girth and a size standpoint. No question about it. Right. Um, Marist, uh flying all over the place. I mean, it, they didn't do anything oh, yeah. team or anything like that. But just he, he attacks drills just – with a reckless abandon, and I mean that mm-hmm. in the most positive way possible. Like he, mm-hmm. you could see uh, number eight, and he stood out when he when has filled talking. out. Yes, I agree with He's that. He's filled well. out. He looked. Yeah, he, he looked good. Absolutely, yeah. no question about it. So that was good to see. Um, you know, again, a lot of the line. So, so after they kind of did some of that circuit, then they went in and they were doing, um, they had like the, the, the big circles and they would have a guy with the ball and he would start to run around the circle. And then they have a guy catch up from behind, pop sure. the ball out and then they'd have to recover it, which is again, the things you emphasize earlier, the things that are important. And I loved every second of that. So that was great. And they would kind of rotate between stations there. Then the linebackers were doing more, uh, recognition. They were they were doing mm-hmm. uh, formation recognition. So a guy would go in motion, and then they would they would shift over, and they would do that. So it wasn't really anything. It was more of a more mental reps than physical reps. Um, so 
unfortunately, I didn't get to see the freshmen a bunch, the freshman mm-hmm. linebackers that I really wanted to see because it was just more mental recognition than anything else. Right. Um, but, you know, say la vie. We were only there for five periods. So a um, couple yeah. observations that I saw from the videos, uh, Riley Mills played a lot of end mm-hmm. in the drills we saw. And we even saw Howard Cross play a little bit there. They're gonna they're gonna try everybody out at big end, basically, to see who fits best. I thought Riley looked really filled out and quick. I was impressed by that. A guy that I saw in a in a couple that formed tackling drills on the sled, and I was like, who is that? He was working with sort of like it was like it looked like it was like half rovers and half DNs. Yeah. Osita Iguanu. He looked good, like athletically. He looked in shape because he had missed all the last year with an injury. And he showed some pop, Vince, when he was working the backs. That's number 34. Uh, he was working those drills. I was really happy to see Osita out there because I'm thinking, like, that kid might have to go on medical. I mean, because he had been out. I mean, his, his foot was bad. He looked he – looked, he was moving really well. So I was happy to see Osita Guanu moving through drills because he's a guy that we haven't talked about at all at Viper or linebacker or anything else. Right, and right. Yeah, an he afterthought. looked, he looked, he was running around a little bit. I mean, that's a former four-star kid that, that we had some expectations for. So it was nice to see him. I saw Josh Burnham is massive. Like, I mean, we've, we had it in our Intel feature, but I mean, he's the biggest linebacker they have. I yeah. mean, just size length and, right. you know, junior looks like kind of what you'd think he look he'd look like. Uh, Jalen looks like he's added about five to 10 pounds. You know, since we saw him in in the All Star game, he I saw a couple clips where where he was running and he was I mean he has got some some juice now. I mean, but that that what that what little bit we saw from the freshman linebackers that's an right. athletic group of kids. Oh, there's no question. Really I mean, they, they, look, they look like they belonged yeah. with the group. You know what I mean? There there was one yeah. point I can't remember who it was, but somebody pulled Josh aside, Burnham, and, and it was kind of excuse me, coaching him up. He kind of mm-hmm. not messed up a drill, but didn't do it exactly right. And mm-hmm. so one of the older guys was kind of coaching him up a little bit. And they're very receptive to that. You we know, that saw kind of- that a ton today. Yeah. And it's intentional. I'm, I'm going to give you an example. So I was talking to Chris. Uh, Chris is the guy. He's one of Vince's former offensive line coaches. And uh, Chris was doing a lot of the video today. And so he took a ton of offensive line video, which was awesome. But he was telling me that that what Harry was doing during coach Heastan was doing during practice was he would go over to Blake Fisher, who wasn't in the drill. And he'd say, Hey, what did you, what was your thoughts on that drill? What was your thoughts on that rep? What did you think about this? What did you think about that? And, and uh, I love that. Cause you, you want your players engaged. You want them to be able to, to express what they're supposed to do that, that we saw a lot of that. I heard a lot of that today of coaches, not just teaching, but then you hear veterans kind of also backing up what the coaches are saying. Or if the, if Al Golden's over here talking to this guy, like you said, you know, JD Bertrand or Maris may take a guy under their shoulder and say, Hey, here's what we're, we're doing over here. So I saw a lot of that today. And that's what we talked about the other day, Vince, when, when you're in multiple years within the system, you now have a, a, a structure in place where it, it just doesn't have to be the 10 coaches. Right, exactly, and and so we saw that play out today. So that was that was nice to see, but yeah, Maris Maris is filled out. He looked explosive. Uh, Ryan Barnes looked really fluid. Uh, Jaden Mickey looked really fluid during some of the drills. You, I, I see. I just triggered a, a thought well, on- when you started talking about DBs. Uh, the Joseph kid from uh, from Northwestern, Brandon Joseph. 
Oh my goodness. They were, they were doing a drill where they had a dummy kind of set up um, and it was a coach that would either kind of loft the ball in or he'd throw it hard or whatever. And it was towards the dummy. And you, obviously that's going to be a receiver. Joseph, and I, again, I realize it's a dummy, but his closing speed, it was a line drive throw, is his closing speed. The ball and he arrived at the dummy at the same time, and he just <laughs> he yeah. basically cut the dummy in half with his body. I mean, he just <laughs> that boy can hit, and you can tell yeah. he wants to hit. Like he right. there's gonna be some collisions in the secondary this right. year that are gonna be make people go, Oh my goodness. Right. You know what I mean? Like he fit in just fine at safety yeah. today. I, I, I really like the way he was moving around. That, that's for sure. So, Vince, let's wrap things up with the offensive line. <laughs> okay. So, I, I got to see almost every rep that the O-line took because of the video that, that right. Chris took today, which was awesome, by the way. So, it was – I mean, it was kind of like – I just said that. Uh, the reason I was happy is because you're just hearing things be taught that that you're just like, oh my gosh, no, it's so nice to hear not. that again. Coach Eastan used the words "run through, work through, drive through" so many times today, yeah. and it's just a, I mean, and all they were doing was working on, ver- and he talked about get vertical, get vertical, get vertical. I'll have to send you the video, Vince. Uh, just the un, the uncut video because we can only put three yeah. minutes in, so I had to right. cut some of the stuff out. So I'll send you the the uncut version here later today. But man, it was it was really it was nice to hear it. He was super fired up because somebody was like, you know, how was his demeanor? Like, was he was he just cussing kids? Was, he's never cussed kids out an individual unless they're being lazy. Like that's team. That's when you're out in team. That's when he gets when he. But he's always been a teacher and instructor. Uh, you know that during that during individual, and that's what he was today. He was. He was vintage. He stand, and you know what? He he was moving around better. I don't know if he had like knee surgery or something like that. But he was like, there was one time where he like waddled like twenty yards. I mean, he was like just like really fast going downfield, praising Blake Fisher. Like something Blake Fisher did got him super yeah. fired up. He's like, that's the effing drill. That's the effing drill. Like he was super fired up. Like that. Like meaning like you did it exactly how I want it done, kind of thing. Uh, and he was, I mean, just a lot of teaching, a lot of instruction. But we kept hearing. You know, about pad level, of course, but we kept hearing about drive, 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 get vertical, get vertical. There was one time where, and you can see it on the, the, the video, where Michael Carmody kind of is working a double team and he doesn't really stay engaged. And, and he was talking like, like, you don't avoid the guy. You go through the guy, right? That's what you got to do. They're working on combo blocks. It was him and it was Michael Carmody who was working at center, by the way. We should probably talk about that. Alignment-wise, yeah. we saw Michael Carmody at center today working behind Zeke Carell which was very interesting because we talked, we hope he moves inside, gets a chance. He was at center. We saw Blake Fisher at right tackle, Joe Alt at left tackle. We saw Josh Lug at right guard. But it was uh, it was Rocco Spindler and Michael Carmody working a drill together. And my, my, Michael left the combo way too early, like way too early. He like went real wide to try to get to the linebacker. And then you'd hear Coach Eastan talk about like, he, he would question him like, you know, he goes, when you do this, you're supposed to do what? And you could tell Michael wasn't sure the answer. You, you're supposed to do what? He goes, run through them. You know, and you, you heard a lot of that. And then you saw just the emphasis on driving your feet through contact. It was like, you know, drive, 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 drive. I mean, you hear them say that, which again, what's a big point of emphasis that we have said that was lacking and something that that was something Harry Heastan and Alex Bars talked about this. He's yeah. like, we would work on vertical 
really like vertical push every single practice. Right. And it was vintage coach. He stand. and, you know, and, and they all looked the can, they looked, and I mean, Blake is still massive, but he looked lean, a lean three thirty, right? Like Chris, like Matt, he looked good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Joe yeah. Alt looked great. Uh, Carmody looked thin down. Like his gut has kind of gone away. Like his arms need to get built up a little bit, but you know, it was nice. They were moving. I mean, they were they were coming off quick. They were moving around. The only guy that I didn't really thought like just really flew off the ball was Rocco Spindler. He looks I mean, he's big. Like he's the one guy that's kind of got like a traditional big body, you know, kind of a bigger gut, big thighs. You know, he's a big, just a big kid. But uh they looked athletic for the most part as a group. We saw Tosh Baker working behind uh, Joe Walt at left tackle, Caleb Johnson at right tackle. We saw Rocco and Andrew or Andrew Kostovic and then Rocco at left guard and then Zeke Carell and Michael Carmody at center. And then uh, so Quinn Murphy, I think is the name of the, the walk-on kid that was behind, that was behind uh, Josh Luggett right guard. Uh, okay. So, you know, so you had, you had Rocco at left guard, which tells me, look, they're giving him a, they're going to give him a chance to compete. Right. Yeah. But I'll tell you the guy that 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 in the drills I saw that I was most encouraged by. I mean, Blake looked great, shocker, right? Like Joe Alt was getting a good push and all that. The guy that I thought looked just really good was Josh Lug. He looked lean. You, man. He came off his- the ball fast. Where he and he came be. off with punch. Yep. Uh he looked this was as confident as I've seen Josh Lug in a drill in years. And I think part of it's the health. I think getting the knee cleaned up because he was playing through that. I mean, Brian Kelly even mentioned this. You know, he played through that all year last year before they finally just got it cleaned up. And uh, or no, not Brian Kelly. I think Marcus Freeman mentioned that. I'm sorry after in the bowl prep when we announced when they announced that that my, that that he wasn't going to play. But he looked quick. You know, and again, right? Like we're talking relative with they didn't have pads on. It's right. relative to what we've seen from him in the past. That's the point, you know, to, so to see Josh come off with the pads low, with the force driving his feet through contact. I mean, that was a big thing. Cause Josh was one of those guys who was often very guilty of hit and stop, hit and stop, hit and stop. And, and, and you know, and that was a real big point of emphasis. There was one time where Andrew Kristoffic, you know, hit a guy and he was driving, but he kind of started to lunge coach, you know, just kind of co- corrected him and he had him run it again. There's there was a period where it was it was Carmody and Rocco that I was talking about earlier. He made him run it three straight times until they got it perfect, and it was always just instruction, instruction, instruction. And then when they got it right, it was he was fired up. You know, you could just tell he was excited to be out there. Uh, and um, it, it, it was it was fun to see. There was a ton of teaching, teaching the things we were. You know, you start to hear buzz. You want to hear buzzwords, okay? I want to hear about this. I want to hear about this. I want to hear about this. Yeah, drive, run through. You know keep you know come out of your stance low guys weren't lifting up uh it was and there was one there was one where it was blake fisher and, and michael mayer working a combo and you're like yeah that's gonna be fun to watch this year <laughs> like they're both just explode off the ball and you know just it was like yeah they're gonna be fun to watch in some combos this year so uh, really encouraged by what i saw from the line just again looked in great shape guys look thin not thin lean is the is lean, the proper yeah. word for that they were quick off the ball uh, just you know the the combos looked i mean they looked sharp for day one i mean even the ones you had to correct they weren't like they were they, it was always a guy leaving too early a guy being too right. quick you know it was like no stay here until you get that till that guy takes you over 
uh, it was it was it may have been it was it was nice to see. It was really yeah. nice to see that group working out and and looking good. So a lot of encouraging things from from the practice today. No, this question. was a non padded practice, everybody, and that's how. I mean, the encouraging things that we saw. Like I, I'm fired up to see the defensive line go up against the offensive line. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I mean, and look, the reason we focus a lot on what was being taught is, again, like what we said the other day, which is if they don't look like great players today, they're, you know, they shouldn't be on scholarship at Notre Dame. And that's that's the big thing for us is, you know, is is trying not to get too. And I'm just I'm like dying right now looking at frozen vents right now. It's, it's kind of hilarious. But, uh, you know, that that's the kind of thing that we kind of talked about is. They're all going to look kind of good physically. It's it's there's an emphasis on number one guys coming back from injuries, guys that maybe had bad bodies in the past, you know, and, and really an emphasis on on what's being taught. And I think for me that was that was my biggest takeaway from today. So I'm not sure now. So is, is Vince frozen? Am I frozen? So I think Vince is now out of here because I don't know what happened, but Vince just kind of got caught in the for a while there. So I'm not quite sure what happened to Vince. Uh, but is everybody still with me down there? You guys still with me? Can I get a can I get a some acknowledgement that we're still good? That it wasn't me also that screwed up or that they got lost? That it was it was Vince that got the got checked out of there. So okay, so it looks like yeah, it wasn't wasn't you just got so excited talking about O line play, Vince, that you just got you know you just kind of got like locked up, you know, what completely I mean? booted out, man. Yeah, sorry yeah. about that. It's all good, <laughs> but no, we were. I was just ex- explaining like, look, the reason we focus so much on what was being taught today is because again. You know, these are these are scholarship athletes in University of Notre Dame. They're going to look they're going to look good at, you know, on the hoof, right? It's about you know who's filled out, who's lost weight, and, and those type of things. But it's also about what's being taught is the most important thing. Absolutely, and again, it's and, what right. you emphasize. And when you hear the same things over and over, that's what Harry is emphasizing, and it's so important because those are the things that we feel like. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, it says frozen Vince. Big Jim says frozen Vince is wise, but non-committal. That's yes, great. Yes. Um, I, I, it's, it's what you emphasize. And it, those are the things that they were lacking. Like what he was emphasizing were the things that we weren't seeing. And that was the most frustrating part. And now it's just like a breath of fresh air. I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, that's what it is. And my favorite part was, you know, granted it is beautiful in South Bend. It's 70 mm-hmm. degrees right now. Okay. Yeah. But the first position group to go outside as soon as they were done stretching, offensive lineman, boom, gone, outside. Like, it was like, okay, this is a different group now because the offensive linemen were often 
uh, in the corner, you know, inside, all these different things. Like, I know that's such a little thing, but I was like, yeah, Harry's taking him outside. And there we go. You know, and it wasn't 70 this morning at eight o'clock in the morning, obviously. Yeah, but, but it wasn't freezing either. I mean, no. I mean, they had some, they had some, you know, there was breath. There was, yeah. you could see the breath, but, right? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. So but they were working. And it was just awesome. a lot of what I noticed kind of from some of the stuff you sent me, Vince, because again, I wasn't in practice today myself. I, I'm going off of what the videos that my guy sent me and, and some other folks have have had. And so it was, but what I saw from the video you guys sent, cause it was, it was, there's a, it was a really active practice. Yes. I mean, as soon as they start, they're going, I mean, they're going from drill to drill. All the drills are movement drills. There's yeah. quick instruction and then go and then coach on the fly. And, and that's so important. You need to be able to quickly introduce a drill, but a lot of times you'll, you know, you'll, you'll introduce the whole thing in, in, in a meeting or things like that. And then you quickly, hey, here's what we're doing, and then let's go. Let's get to work. Right. And then you coach on the fly. Right. And it, it was nice to see that. Coaching on the fly means, you know, and in, in what I think Notre Dame is going to be offensively is not the, the high, high up tempo where you just go, 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 go. But, hey, we're going to do this play three straight times, but we're going we're gonna to line back up and quickly go do it again. We're going to get to it. Right. We're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. Right. And and so I just, man, I just just – Seeing all that, and, and I'll tell you something else, Vince, that I noticed too. I'm really curious to see how it's going to be like by practice 15, but when I'm watching the offensive guys run around, I'm thinking, is there anyone on this offense that can't run like real fast? <laughs> there's a lot of speed there is. on offense. I mean, there's a th- this is a, this is as athletic of a group as I've seen top to bottom at Notre Dame in a long time. I mean, there's yeah. been some groups with some great athletes at the top. The 2015 team obviously was was similar to this. And I, you know, and and you know, that team had Will Fuller receiver. This team has Chris Tyree running back. But just there's a lot of speed. I mean, I'm watching Lorenzo Styles today and he looks like a veteran. I mean, he just he's gotten stronger, but man, his burst is outstanding. Braden's burst today was outstanding. Yes. Dion looked really in really good shape. Dion Colsey looked in really good shape. And Jane Thomas looked really smooth. He like and he, he has was lost smooth for weight, a, but he's right. But he's like a big he's dude. A, like, he's a thick, thick kid, but yes. he had some bad weight on him last year early yeah. because you got to remember. He had a really bad foot injury as a senior in high school that he played through, and I think that that, that rehab kind of cost him some, you know, ideal body work look. And we t- we were heard that he was in we heard that he was in much better shape, you know, kind of during the bowl prep. But I kind of want to see it for myself, like because he didn't play in the bowl game. And so, right. yeah, you say he did a great job. Why didn't you play him? I right, get it, exactly. right? You know, we had a, we're trying to win a ball game. And then you hear he's looking great during spring and some, you know, during winter. He's like, okay, let's see it. And and then you say, okay, well, let's see him do it. But he looks smooth. Jaden looks smooth out there today, like really fluid. Right. That's another thing that I noticed too is there was a lot of drills of them uh, get the ball out in space and do something with it. There was right. a lot of that today as well, which again adds to some of the other things we 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 saw. It says, yeah, th- this is going to be an offense. It's going to be about we've got dynamic athletes. Let's let's find ways to get them the ball. And and based on what we saw in the very limited amount that we saw today, they're going to do that. Like I, I feel right. I feel confident that they are going to do that. So right, yeah, like I, I love it. So practice one is in the books for Notre Dame, and obviously yes, a, a, a fun day. Always love seeing Notre Dame get the work in. And uh, it's good. To, it's it's just interesting to see. You, you could just kind of see Coach Freeman after practice was just like, 
and just, you know, you, you see that first practice joy in a coach, you know what I mean? Like I want to just leave you. here and go watch the film, you know, but right. uh, there's a lot of excitement, but those are, those are the main takeaways that we saw from today's practice. The next one will be Vince Winston. Is the next one going to be next weekend? Is that the next one we get the 26th? Yeah, because that's the, the next time. Is, 25th is pro day and right. then the 26th we get the whole practice. So that's the one I'm really looking forward to. Yeah. Obviously. So is that, I, I'm going to pull up the schedule here real quick, just to make sure. Is that the next, the absolute next one that we will, that you guys, yes, the next practice will not be until Saturday. So next Saturday, Notre right. Dame will have a practice to, uh, Saturday. Now, keep in mind, in, in spring, it's every other day. They don't practice right. back to back to back. So they'll have a practice Saturday, and then they'll have a practice Tuesday, then Thursday. Pro day is Friday, and then Saturday. So we will see practice five. Uh, and then after that, we won't see him again until practice eight. Then after that, we won't see him again until practice 12. And then, of course, the blue-gold game. So uh, one down, four more to go, Vince, or three more yeah. to go, really, well, right? Three again, more practices to go. Saturday is going to be the fun one because we get to see the whole practice. So, yeah. you know, we're going to get – we should have more information. They're going to be fully padded. There's going to be scrimmaging-ish going on. I'm sure that they're going to have some officials there, things of that nature. Yeah, and they will have officials there. I've already gotten – That guy right there is going to be there. So that'll Sean, be great. The whole and Sean's going to be the there. Not going to be there. <laughs> so we're going to have we will have one, two, three. We'll have four people in attendance, and uh, of course uh, Brian in the background pulling the strings. So, mm-hmm. um, so it's going to be that should be a, a good one. That should be fun. Yeah. Oh well, it is what it is. <laughs> All right. So Vince, thanks for uh, thanks for the report report report. Yeah. And then Vince got out of school for a little bit today because you know, I went and worked on my baseball off. field. Like it was yeah. great. Got to take an oil change. How, got to watch learning practice. Vince, how'd yeah. you work that one, man? You got yeah. some seniority over there, I guess, huh? Hey, uh, it, it's called a uh, a personal day. Mm-hmm. Ah, so they start they feeling even, better around lunchtime. They can't even question you when you take a personal day. So. <laughs> Got you know, man, I gotta, gotta go to love class. working for the government. Gotta love working <laughs> for the government. All right, Vince. I know. I know. Appreciate you. Thanks, guys. So, Ryan, today wasn't just a busy day for the Notre Dame coaching staff from a practice standpoint. Today was also a very busy recruiting day. Coach Freeman talked about it during his uh, press conference today. Today was the pot of gold. We saw the pot of gold release again. Uh, it was a big thing for Notre Dame last year. They had a ton of success with it last year. And mm-hmm. another one today. And, you know, we were kind of going over the list yesterday of just kind of, of of the guys this staff is on. And it, it is a really impressive early list of players that they're after. And we saw and it's still going on. They're going to be sending out pots. I mean, it's it's they're doing it in like waves. You know, it's like different groups and stuff like that. Just a, a lot of really talented players. And it's just one of those things, Ryan, that that you want to create buzz in your program from a recruiting standpoint. There's a lot of buzz today when it comes to Notre Dame recruiting in the 2024 class. You're even seeing 2023 kids get excited because they're like, I remember when I got my pot of gold. Keon Keeley was tweeting about it. And, no. you know, it, 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 it's, it was a, a very exciting day. Notre Dame is taking full advantage of St. Patrick's Day when it comes to the pot the pot of gold pitch. I mean, I mean, it, it's a it's it's like the perfect wave here, right? Like it's not only is it St. Patty's Day, which like, you know, it, it's cliche, but it's it's fun. You know, it's it's fun thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you're the fighting Irish. You're celebrating something big like that. 
on St. Patty's Day. It's the first day of spring practice. Like it's just like everything aligns. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I mean, we're gonna have some. You won, here we talked about this game. earlier. You want your you won your first round your NCAA tournament game after midnight. So you got you got what that a, dub game winning shot too. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. So yeah, it, it's, it's been a good day so far for Notre Dame. There's no doubt about it. And it, I mean, it's so cool, man, because I mean, I, I read over because I just did obviously a little bit of a write up that should be live somewhat soon, you know, where just kind of explaining the whole, you know, kind of um, origins behind the pot, the pot of golds. And, I, you know, I, I, of course, I went back and looked at your pot of gold article from last year just to kind of see how you kind of framed it last year. And Cause it was kind of it was kind of the kickoff for it. You know what I mean? Right, like it was exactly. kind of like a new they had done pot of gold in the past, but it was a different it was a completely different thing. Like this five, is the yeah. first time they did it, like where it was a, it was a like they would just kind of do it. and It would just send like cool stuff out. And there's like cards but like last year. It was like a. A, a offer push to let like you're our guys, right? You're the guys we're going after. So it's completely reframed, and it was the first time they've done it in that form, which I thought was really awesome. Yeah, and I mean it's it's cool too from like the the social media aspect of everything, right? Like it's cool for the kids to just get because obviously that's what mo- matters most to how you how you are kind of moving the needle with some of these players, but also I mean for the simple fact that like you see all these pot of golds that are just popping up on twitter like it's a twitter campaign it's a social media campaign it's something mm-hmm. that's going to move the needle with recruits and i i always think brian like recruiting is just an ever-evolving process right like it it does not stay the same what is relevant to recruits now was not relevant or flashy to recruits 10 15 years ago like times are changing and i think that the great recruiters today who i and i think that notre dame has several great recruiters on their staff the whole staff in general you have to change with the times a little bit and i think that this is a fun mm-hmm. thing i think it reaches a lot of different people i mean somebody tagged tagged both of us in one of their one of their um, i think it was Xavier hamilton tagged us in one of one of the uh yeah. one of his announcements or whatever we retweeted it yeah. and it's like it's blowing up kids man. That i've never even i never even heard of that apparently followed me on twitter that were like tagging and like they were excited i mean they're exactly. like check yeah. me out right like including one guy was a five star receiver mm-hmm. i was like hey ryan you might want to follow up with this guy <laughs> <laughs> And I did. And I did. <laughs> he did. He did. Yes. So, uh, yeah, the, 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 it, it, it is. a. And now it's like so kids who don't have it are like, wait a minute. OK, where you know, where's mine? Am I going to get mine? That kind of thing. So it's it's a pretty cool deal, man. And, and, and again, it's also practical. Right. It's yes. It's part of it is, hey, we're creating buzz. Right. That's as when you look at it from the coaching staff. Hey, we're going to create some buzz. But that buzz is serving a purpose, which is with some of these kids, we got to make a splash. Right. Like we got to really come at them in a way where it's like, hey, we're not just offering you a scholarship. We're letting the world know you're a dude that you're a Notre Dame guy. Right. And and that's that's the impressive thing is you really want to you want to like, look, it's kind of like with, with a lot of things, your first impression, you want it to be strong. Right. And when you really come with something like this, I mean, none of these kids are necessarily like this is the first time I've ever talked to Notre Dame. It's just this is the first time they've been able to really be engaged. And there's going to be some kids that maybe not haven't had a chance to connect with staff yet. But a lot of these guys have had some sort of interaction with staff. But this is like that first real public push that, hey, you're a guy. You're not just some Mm -hmm. list of a thousand kids that get initial contact letters from our school. You're you're a guy. You know, you're a guy that we think can help us win a championship. And, you know, it was – it, it was, it, I I think it's a needle mover in, in a lot of ways. And we saw it. I mean, 
the it's part of the reason I think Notre Dame has right now sitting number one with the in recruiting rankings for the 2023 class because it was a similar push that they made last year with a lot of top guys. Yeah. So uh, you've had a chance to talk with a couple guys, Ryan. Just just kind of just kind of give us some of the early guys that you've you've had a chance to kind of re- you know connect with and just what their what their thoughts were and what their reactions were to uh, you know to, to to getting obviously this this uh, this push from Notre Dame. Yeah, it, it's really interesting because I think most of the most of the players are kind of all over the board as far as like what their what their interactions have been with Notre Dame. I mean, the the general uh, uh, the general opinion on everybody is obviously excitement from getting the offer, right? Because you're mm-hmm. getting offered by the University of Notre Dame. It is a name brand. But I've talked to kids like Justice Chance Thompson, um, Coleg Co- Co- Cobin. So I'm probably pronouncing his name incredibly wrong, but he's a very <laughs> talented player as well. I've actually put on a little bit of his highlights before I got on. He's he's impressive. I've talked to David Stone, who is considered four or five star defensive end. Um, in in the class in uh, the 2024 class, Miles Graham, two four seven ranking, he's five star number twenty one in the country. Yeah, so he's a yeah. big time player. Zaquan Patterson, Jeremiah Smith, like we kind of mentioned to him a little bit briefly. Sterling Dixon. Yeah. I have talked to a lot of players so far, man, and I would say the consistent thing across the board is Notre Dame is making a great first impression and right. an early first impression. And a couple of those guys, and it's it's funny that you mentioned it, like some of them are like, yeah, I've, I've talked to Notre Dame a bunch at this point. Other kids are like, you know, I just started talking yesterday to them. Right. And then they give you the offer. So right. it's a little bit of a mixed bag as far as Because there's the some limitations on are. how Notre Dame right. can't initiate a lot of the contact with some of these kids. And some of these kids are just sure. hard to get a hold of, you know, or, or Notre Dame has just now got back from their school, their grades, their transcripts and things like that. So, yeah. It's a process, but yet you're correct. I mean, it, and that's a that's a great way to follow up. Like, hey, I'm so and so, and next day it's like, oh, by the way, here you go. Here's your here's your scholarship offer. Here's your pot of gold. You know, so uh, yeah, it's it, 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 it. And I'm just, we're just kind of going over just like the the composite rankings. And again, composite rankings aren't right now. We don't we don't we haven't watched all these kids, so we're just kind of going off of it. But it's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 9, 10, 11, 12, th- at least 13, just off a quick glance, 13 five-star kids that got offered that got pots of gold today or or yeah. will get a pot of gold today. Uh, we believe mm-hmm. we'll get a pot of gold today. So uh, it's it's a it's an interesting list. I also thought it was inter- the, the offensive line board is not real big right now in 2024, yeah. which is kind of expected because, you know, you're going to see Coach Eastan revamp that one a little bit as he kind of gets going. But – a lot of balance, you know, guys at each position, you know, I think, I think we'll see four quarterbacks get one today. Uh, there's just a lot of different things that, uh, that we're going to see kind of come out today and, you know, good running back board already, you know, like some yep. really quality running backs on the board already deep mm-hmm. receiver class, a lot of highly ranked receivers, a lot of D linemen. So clearly Al Washington's putting in work and a mm-hmm. ton of DBs. I mean, that was probably the position group that had the most, have the most, and we'll continue to get more as the day goes on. Uh, of mm-hmm. of the contact is, I mean, there's a lot of DBs, including some very highly regarded DBs. So, I mean, it's and some guys we know about. You know, Peyton Woodyard we know about, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Caleb Beasley's a kid that recently got an offer, and but you know, you look at like you said, Zaquan Patterson. It's a five star mm-hmm. kid, number nineteen player in the country. Uh, mm-hmm. Emilio Agard is a you know five star kid number twenty two in the country. Antoine Jackson's a, a top 
50 or top 30 something kid. So some really talented players got caught. I mean, so again, this isn't just like guys that we, you know, we, we, we want to try to come camp with us this, this year and okay players. I mean, there's some, there's a lot of dudes on this, on this list, Ryan. Yeah, no, especially at defensive back, like you're saying, because I'm kind of looking mm-hmm. at the board now. It's like Braden Lee, who I just spoke to briefly, like the last, like, I think four or five days, he's gotten offers from Alabama and then Notre Dame. So, like, he's a kid that is, I think he's only rated on rivals.com right now. Like, I don't even think he's rated on like ESPN 24 7 sports. I think they're, none of them have him ranked, but he's going to be a kid that's going to be moving up that board pretty quickly. And, and one uh, kind of observation I made, Brian, that was kind of, interesting was kind of looking at the rover board right like i feel like for mm-hmm. the most part we've seen a little bit of bigger body types to a degree at the rover mm-hmm. position i see a lot of kids i would pencil in more as like closer to safeties than linebackers and again i know they're just finishing up their sophomore year so you know growth will happen but i think it's interesting that there might be a like i think that i think that you're going to get kind of some mixed body types and skill sets mm-hmm. at rover kind of moving forward too like you're not just going to see the big sams that can also do things in space i think you're yeah, going to see they some want safety length. hybrids yeah, yeah they want length but they don't necessarily want linebackers like you know right. the, the, they they want long guys can run whether that's a mm-hmm. safety body or a linebacker body and i like the fact that there's certain things that they look for that they have that are must haves to a degree but they're willing to be open to a Jaden Osbury in 2023 who doesn't have the length you want, doesn't have the size you want, but this kid can fly and he's a great football player. So you know what? Forget all that other stuff. This kid can flat out play, right? So let's push for him. So I, I think you're seeing more of that. So that, yes, they have a type that they like, Ryan, to your point, but they're yeah. open to drawing from different areas there's some guys that have linebacker bodies there's some guys that have safety bodies some guys that have corner bodies that that that, that are sort of in the rover category right now uh yeah. that you'd think then you, you think will fill out so it's been very interesting very interesting to see uh kind of how that goes out so that's going to be it for the just this this first recruiting portion right we're going to wrap mm-hmm. that up so we were able to to Talk about the team practice. A lot of cool stuff going on in the team practice. Ryan is going to be doing that with his phone the whole show, folks, just so you know, because he is, he's got a lot of kids that he's been reaching out to today and, and a lot going on. So we appreciate you taking the time to, uh, to to get with us today on this. But that's going to kind of do it for the, the kind of recapping sort of the things that have gone on today. But don't go away just yet because we still have more coming up.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.